From variety veggie packs and sweet potato yogurt to perelish, there are endless innovations in agricultural agro-processing and over the next few editions, we unbundle opportunities for new farmers. First up, how to use surplus fruit to make jam in Mzanzi. Jam manufacturer Nigel Jacobs chats to us about the nitty-gritty of processing fruit. Drumroll please for a brand new campaign with Netafim, a global leader in irrigation solutions, promoting sustainable agricultural practices. We welcome Adrian De Lange, their managing director, to introduce Netafim and why precision irrigation is key for new farmers. In our Agripreneur 101, we meet Baby Mashuge, founder of BSMS Chili House. Her passion for entrepreneurship drives her, and she has her eye set on opening her own store, specializing in chili sauces in the future. Our book of the week is Do It Today Overcome Procrastination, Improve Productivity, and Achieve More Meaningful Things by Darius Faru. And our farmer tip of the week comes from Unati Liwani, agronomy lecturer at Alsenberg Agricultural Training Institute in the Western Cape. This is Farmers Inside Track. Supported by Food from Zanzi. Inspiration for your business and life. From South Africa's farmers and agripreneurs. Hey, I'm Zanzi, and welcome to episode 135 of Farmers Inside Track. I'm your host, Dawn Numdu. Now we kick off with that promise guide to processing fruit to make jam in Mzanzi. Nicole Ludolf chats to jam manufacturer Nigel Jacobs. Over to you, Nicole. Thank you so much, Dawn. Nigel. Can you tell us a bit about the process of sourcing raw materials and supplies when you're an agro-processor? In our experience, what we did was we worked in industry for many years and we connected and networked with the right suppliers. And we also researched and assessed whether the suppliers can supply our demand in the long term from a zero base to, let's call it, a forecasted quite high or medium high usage. And it's all around just making sure that you familiarize yourself with the suppliers. Your suppliers are reputable and your suppliers are also the direct manufacturers or the direct importers of the raw material or supplies. You don't want to buy from a third party agent or multiple third-party agents because they just add margin and costs. And in the end, you're paying too high. Your price that you pay for the raw material supplies are too high. So our advice would be take your time and familiarize yourself with the suppliers. Get to know them. It's also best if you worked with them before when you are still working for a company. Build the relationship. And then after that, you select your suppliers to work with you. In our experience, the suppliers are reluctant to give new businesses any credit terms. So make sure that you have sufficient cash flow to service those suppliers. Took us about more than almost a year before the first supplier gave us 30-day terms. So we had to build a track record of cash upfront. The product is delivered a few days later. We use it. And then we need to generate cash again before we can make our next purchase. Under the current circumstances, suppliers are very reluctant to just give out 30-day terms without a clear-cut record. 
What about the storage aspect of agro-processing? Our product is very specialized and we basically decided on creating or manufacturing jam because it is so robust. Most of the ingredients that you use in jam manufacturing is shelf-stable, ambient, and has 18 to 36-month shelf life. The items that are not stable, we purchase from the supplier that guarantees the quality of the product throughout the year, and we basically buy just when we need it, the just-in-time method. It's important to know when starting out a business what the storage and what the distribution value chain would be. Is it ambient? Is it cold chain? Because those two differences has significant impact on costs. And when we decided on jam, we knew that the product is ambient stored. There's no refrigeration. The only time you refrigerate is once the consumer has opened it. And with that, it took out significant costs and cost saving for us. Wherever you can ensure that your supplier carries the storage and you use as you require, the risk is then with the supplier and not with you. How difficult is it to export fruit product? Do you need any specific licenses or specifications? So we started exporting um, six months after we started our production. And the process is fairly straightforward. If you have all your SARS compliance documents in place, CIPC documents in place, bank accounts, and you're tax compliant, then normally the bookkeeper or the accountant will do the application for you on your behalf. Takes about 21 days before you receive your export license. That's if everything goes well. I think in our case, we waited about 30 days, but you must have all your compliance documents in place. And our advice would be that a professional does the application on your behalf, because if you do it yourself, it's going to take too much time and you probably won't be successful. The export license is only issued by the South African Revenue Services. So any other license supplied by any other third party or company would not be the right thing. So make sure that the license is issued by the South African Revenue Services. Of course, hygiene is extremely important in the agro-processing business. What are the fundamentals agripreneurs need to know about biosecurity? The most important item is the basics. So it's training of the staff, and that doesn't cost any money. So if you can train your staff to be hygienic and clean, and work in a systematic process, then the rest you can always add on. What we started out with was nothing, just training of the staff, the basics of soap, sanitizer, and the right equipment to clean and wash your hands. And then we progressed to a more formal system where we have a third-party company come in and they service our entire factory with hygiene equipment. Of course, that is expensive and it costs a few thousand rand per month to have that service uh, executed. It's around 3,000 rand per month. When starting out, it's important just to do training and then continue on with the training and then you build your hygiene system modular as you grow your company. I wouldn't advise to capital layout in the beginning and you don't know how your process will run. Lastly, what are the most important infrastructural aspects required for agro-processing? Besides storage, of course. The most important items are your cooking pots, which should be able to cook the product to the desired temperature and time. 
We also use various other vessels, whether it's cooling or heating. And the equipment itself and the infrastructure would be company-specific. Like our production line is bespoke and custom-made just for our process. We designed it with the engineers. It took us about two years to finalize the design. It took about one year to build. So it's a very long and lengthy process. There are other ways of doing it, which are quicker, and that is called a off-the-shelf production line. In our experience, off-the-shelf would not have worked for us because we have specific needs and specific requirements. By buying off-the-shelf, you may be investing and paying for something that you don't need, and then the things that you need, you don't have. Our advice would be to rather go the long route, get a reputable supplier, manufacturer of processing equipment, work with them and design and build a production line and infrastructure that is specific to your own needs. We would also advise that you source customer references and testimonials from existing producers within the industry. After we purchase the main equipment, Smaller pieces of equipment we bought from smaller companies and every time we did it, it was a, an issue or it was a mistake that cost us thousands and thousands of rands. So we've decided in our company rather to save up and buy from the, the right reputable supplier. It's going to be more expensive, but it's going to save you time and energy and stress by buying the item first time right and when we went with non-reputable suppliers, it has always been an issue. So make sure that you partner up with the right manufacturers that's been in the industry and that are specialists in what they do. Thanks, Nicole. And great having you here again on Farmers Inside Track, jam manufacturer Nigel Jacobs. You can, of course, read more about his agribusiness on Food Film Zanzi. Can I get a drum roll, please, for our brand new campaign with Netafirm? a global leader in irrigation solutions, promoting sustainable agricultural practices. We welcome Adrian De Lange, their managing director, to tell us more about Netafim and why precision irrigation is key for new farmers. Adrian De Lange, welcome to Farmers Inside Track. It's great to have you with us. Now, in the agricultural irrigation world, you'll need little to no introduction, plus an extensive journey in agriculture. Let's start with you, your love and passion for the industry, where did it all start? I grew up in a farming community. I lived in Ladysmith in Kozula Natal, and my wife's parents used to farm in Wienan, which is close by. So I spent a lot of time on the farm. I'm extremely fond of nature and adventure, actually, and I'm very proud to say that I have the privilege to call Africa my home. I think we have the most beautiful country, and although I've traveled the world, the best part of any trip is to return home. I got involved in agriculture when I joined the Omnia Group about 20 years ago. I experienced agriculture from all angles as my career progressed, from sourcing materials internationally to gathering knowledge globally and resolving local challenges and most importantly dealing with our local farming communities. Agriculture developed significantly over the decades as growers must adopt to local and global challenges and competition. In doing this, agriculture has become high-tech and it provides the role players the opportunity to get involved in the latest technology and research to make a real and sustainable impact on our region's food security, wealth, and overall sustainability. The progression of environmental consciousness and sustainability imperative has added another very interesting dimension and many opportunities for role players. My goal in life is to make a difference. This is a fantastic opportunity to do just that. 
make a difference for our future generations. It is also very much aligned with Netafim and Orbia's purpose and vision. Now, with a start like that, I'm really excited about this campaign. And over the next few weeks, Adrian, we're going to explore the extensive smart irrigation solutions offered by the world's leading irrigation company, Netafim, that you just mentioned. Now, as the managing director, talk to us about what you offer farmers, not only in Mzanzi, but also internationally. Netafim takes precision irrigation to the next level. We are the leaders and we take it seriously to lead in a responsible way. We have the benefit of a global footprint backed up by a global parent company who support our vision and our growth imperative. We have close relationship with our clients worldwide, so we know what their challenges are, and we develop products and solutions to solve exactly those challenges and problems. On the product side, we pride ourselves by our quality, and important to note that we produce a wide range of products in South Africa. Thereby, we also support the local industry. Our product basket grows and develops continuously. We have a full range of products, not just drip irrigation, but the full spectrum, including filters, fittings, digital farming, and everything else you can think of relating to precision irrigation. But it doesn't stop with products. We take responsibility to ensure that our products and solutions do the work that it should do on the farm. And we are geared to solve problems where they arise. We have a network of dealers, technical advisors, agronomists, training specialists, and lately also a fully-fledged services team to support our value client base. We also have various commercial offerings whereby we support our clients with funding for large products. Now, that's a pretty large footprint, not only locally, but also worldwide. Now, why do farmers turn to you? I think trust, reliability, knowledge, but most importantly, the access to the latest technology and thinking. Our clients can always rely on us to assist them with backup and support and technical knowledge. We have been operating in this market for 30 years, and we would like to still contribute in another 30 years' time. Our longevity is based on this type of reliability and relationships. Where we need to, we do not think twice to bring in specialists from across the world to solve our local challenges. I'm looking forward to connecting with more experts from the Netafim team, from agronomists to technical advisors. What can the Farmers Inside Track listener expect over the next few months? I hope that your listeners will experience a bit of the passion that exists in Netafim for precision irrigation and the role that it can play in food security and wealth creation, and how it will assist in doing all of this whilst being environmentally conscious and environmentally responsible. I'm sure all of us want to make a good living, but also leave the planet in a very good shape for future generations. I also hope that someone in your listener audience will reach out to us with business opportunities so that we can progress down our journey of promoting mass adoption of precision irrigation. I think that's definitely where I see a lot of the farmers that we engage with, you know, shifting their thinking towards, and it incorporates a lot of your values at Netafim and what you stand for. Now, before we let you go, Adrian, just a final message or maybe even some advice for new farmers just starting in the industry and the more established farmers in South Africa. I think that planning is, is probably the most important, as, important aspect of farming today. Don't be over-optimistic. Plan for unexpected challenges. Make sure your plans are resilient and that it can withstand changes in financial and physical climate. There are great companies and individuals in our region who can provide assistance in this planning process. Reach out to them. Build relationship with these enterprises and make sure that you do business with enterprises who will continue to be by your side when things go wrong. And we will stand by their products to ensure that you actually achieve the benefits that you aimed for when you invested in these products. Thanks once again for joining us. Adrian Delange, Netafirm Managing Director.
Now on to our Agripreneur 101, we meet Baby Mashuge, the founder of BSMS Chili House. Her passion for entrepreneurship drives her, and she has her eyes set on opening her own store, specializing in chili sauces in the future. Now this is definitely up my alley. I love a chili sauce, guys. Now baby, where did you get the idea to start this agribusiness? I love cooking and I did go to school for cooking and I was on home channel. I was one of the Kia cook-off contestants. You know, when you know how to cook, you're always trying to balance. If I mix that with that, you know, this is what I want to see coming out as tasting. So in the year 2020, we were so strained, locked up, didn't know what to do. Then I said, no, let me push this thing that I've been keeping it on the side. Let me just try these recipes that I've been longing to do. And I gave my family, they tasted. I was giving it to my friends, my extended family members to try. And everyone was like, wow, it's wonderful. And then I went to Sida and I spoke to them and I explained to them that this is what I want to do. And I already had the brand name and everything. I want this to go for a nutritional and microbiological testing and the shelf life also, because I realized that now I can make a business out of this. I started having people ordering locally and we took them for testing, SABS. They came back. Now they've got their nutritional and microbiological analysis report. When you buy, you can see the report is there, your total sodium intake, what is there in the bottle. And then the shelf life, it's a one year, and that's how the journey began. Now, I'm not only doing the chili sauce, I am packaging them, and now I've got this gift pack. Tell us more about the manufacturing and production process. I am doing them at home, and now I have even reduced the capacity because, number one, after going for HACCP training, it's even risky to do this product inside my kitchen that I'm sharing with my family. Number two, the equipment. I don't have commercial equipment. It's a home use kind of equipment. So if I have to do 100 bottles per item, it will take me a month. Sida has been on my side. They have assisted me a lot. Even now, they were busy doing a business plan for me. Now, the business plan will be going to the funders. Now, many agripreneurs we feature on Farmers Inside Track have many setbacks. Tell us about some of the challenges that you faced along the way. The challenge that we have now is access to market because we do not have a facility that complies with the health regulations. Department of Agriculture, they took me for HACCP training. HACCP is important. And then I realized that this is a standard and it's an international regulation that if you don't have a facility that will be complying according to the standards of HACCP, and that causes a delay for the market to penetrate the bigger market. On the other hand, we need funding and the funders, they will tell you, we need offtake agreement letters. And when you get there, they tell you, no, if you don't have a facility. So that is where the struggle is coming in. That is what I am facing at this present moment. Now, what keeps you motivated? I'm not running after profit at the moment because in the meantime, I told myself that in the meantime, while I'm still seeking funding, let the people know the brand more and then the profit will come after. 
we are being made to depend on these big retail shops when we can do our own things also. But my business, I didn't do it for big retail shops to sell for me. I've got my own plans also. I want to do my own shops that will be selling sauces. I want also to do fast food restaurant because I can cook, not a sitting down restaurant kind of a thing, whereby my sauces will be the ones used in that restaurant. And also they will be sold also in that restaurant. Food is my passion. I love cooking all the time. What I've learned through all these years today, I can tell you that before starting this manufacturing, I was catering, you know, doing this, doing that. I was pushing the profit and pushing the profit. You will push the profit, but you will never be a business. But now I feel now I'm at the right place at the right time doing what I've been longing to do and also building a legacy. The legacy, it's not only for my children, it's the legacy for me as a, an African woman. And then before we let you go, do you have some tips for other agripreneurs? Sometimes you go out there trying to hustle, but when you do things and you're not doing them in the right way, you will never ever get anywhere. So we have to give ourselves time. I thank God for 2020 because I sat down and I realized that I've been wanting to do this, but I think this is the right time now. 2020, I even wrote a book published in India. So we need to follow the right route. I've seen people doing good things, but regulations are not being followed. Let us not push profit. When you push profit, you think you have made it and you haven't made it. Every time when that profit ends, you have to go back. Every morning, whatever that you are doing and you have passion on, that thing wakes you up that we have to do something today. Then that is the right channel. That is the way to go. That is the way that you will get your brand out there and then you will make your profit after that. Thanks a lot for joining us here on Farmers Inside Track. Baby Mashuge, the founder of BSMS Chili House. Next up, and before we let you go, our book of the week is Do It Today. Overcome procrastination, improve productivity and achieve more meaningful things by Darius Farouk. The author tells us why he decided to write this book and more about how to overcome procrastination. So I used to be a master procrastinator. And especially when I was in college, I would always put off studying until the very last moment. And in the beginning of the semester, I was always very relaxed. And when it came close to the exams, I would just freak out and my stress level would skyrocket. And I would sometimes even get panic attacks. And then I would go to the store, buy a bunch of cans of Red Bulls, and lock myself up in my room and study. And as a result, I never got really high grades. And that is the, the risk, or that, that, that's the downside of procrastination, because it often feels good when we delay our tasks. But if you have a deadline, or you have to do your taxes, right, uh, it feels good just to run away from it and say, hey, I can always do it tomorrow. But when tomorrow comes, we freak out, right? And that's not healthy for our system. And that's why I've been studying how we can improve our productivity and overcome procrastination for the past decade. And what I found is that our productivity level often demonstrates this pattern. So what happens when we start a task 
is we have a high level of productivity, but it dips along the way. And there is a point which I call slope of procrastination where we start giving in to one single distraction. So even though I procrastinated in college in the beginning, I started off excited. Every new semester you had a new chance and I started off good. My productivity was high, but along the way I gave in to distractions, a party somewhere, hanging out, playing video games. And when you get in that negative pattern, it's very difficult to get out of it. So what my strategy is all about, if you want to improve your productivity and overcome procrastination, there are a lot of things you can do. Just search Google or watch some other videos on how you can improve your productivity. But none of it is helpful if you have distractions around you. Agriculture is not just about farming. It's about caring, and that's an ideal worth preserving. Right through all departments and companies within the VKB Group, we know that farming is not just a job, it's a way of life. Let VKB help you in all aspects of the food value chain by efficiently reducing costs and optimizing value. Follow VKB on Facebook or vkb.co.za to find out how VKB can help you. VKB, for the love of the land. Now remember, if you'd like to review a book or perhaps you have a book you think that we should read, do email us on info at foodformzanzi.co.za. Now before we let you go, we share our weekly Farmer Tip of the Week and this time it comes from Unati Liwane, agronomy lecturer at Alsenberg Agricultural Training Institute in the Western Cape. So conservation agriculture is a combination of three principles, crop rotation, permanent soil cover, and minimum soil disturbance. When you start farming, you are disturbing your soil. You continuously farm crop after crop, you continuously disturbing your soil. So what are you doing better in terms of trying to see that this soil will sustain you for the longest period of time? And then we come to crop rotation. Crop rotation that you can even practice when you are a vegetable farmer. Over time, you start to have a large amount of those pests and diseases that you cannot control. And the only control method you can use is chemical application. Chemical application has an impact in our environment. So we're trying to reduce that. So in order for you to meet it halfway so that you reduce maybe your spray, if you have a spray plan, if you are spraying on a weekly basis, now you can say, okay, after two weeks, because now you practice in crop rotation, you look at the crops that are not from the same family as the crop that you planted, which have the potential to break the cycle of this accumulation of pests and diseases that occur year after year. And then minimum soil disturbance basically refers to the type of implements that are using. In terms of small grain, farmers have mastered actually the whole concept of conservation agriculture, because in terms of crop rotation, it means whatever part that you maybe don't harvest from your crop, you will leave it to decompose within your soil to form the organic matter, regenerate fresh nutrients and so forth. And our farmer tip of the week from Unati Liwani, agronomy lecturer at Alsenberg Agricultural Training Institute in the Western Cape, brings us to the end of another episode of Farmers Inside Track. Remember, if you loved it, please rate it and share it with your friends, family members and fellow farmers. I'd also like to hear from you, so give us some feedback. You can email info at foodfromzanzi.co.za. From me, Don Numdu, Nicole Ludolf, and our producer, Megan van der Fendt, and the rest of the Food from Zanzi team, have an awesome week, guys. Bye for now. Life in South Africa can be a lot. I mean, scroll through Twitter for a minute and tell me I'm wrong. Thank God for South Africans, though, right? We're inspiring, and even on the bad days, we fight back with a smile. 
That's why I love food for Mzanzi so much. They're not ashamed to celebrate the ordinary unsung heroes who work every day to put food on our nation's tables. Go to foodformzanzi.co.za and never miss an inspiring story.